Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So I mentioned a little bit earlier, well, with um, um, Gabby, that Diana Lucas um, was the director. We wanted to have a word with her, but unfortunately she couldn't be with us um, because um, she is um, busy with the memorial. I spoke um, just last week about, of course, Derek Watts, who passed. He was supposed to come onto the show, but he was not able to because he was too ill. And uh, Diana put together this great show on Sunday in his honor. And so she is at a memorial and she is not able to be here. But she did record um, some voice notes um, expressing what her experience was like working on this documentary. And this is what Diana Lucas had to say. Here is Diana here and here's my side of um, the Get Me to 21 story documentary. It was in 2015 and Jenna was recuperating in Mill Park Hospital after her lung transplant. She was in ICU there. And it had been a couple of months already, or more than a couple of months. And I'd been commissioned by Carte Blanche to do a story on her journey. And so I would meet Gabby in Parkview just down the road from the hospital when she could leave leave, uh, Jenna. And it all looked really promising. Jenna was recovering. Gabby was so optimistic. And we were about a week away from telling the story, from interviewing Jenna when she was, when she would be coming out of hospital. And then everything went downhill and Jenna died and we never did that story. So after a while, in the next couple of years, Gabby and I would, would we started bumping into each other in different places. A beach in Plettenberg Bay when she was writing her book, Get Me to 21 an airport, a terminal. We were both about to board a plane, places like that. And then in one of these coincidental meetings, we both discussed doing a documentary, telling the story, and which would further for Gabby's aim as well, not just honor her daughter, but also raise the awareness which of PH to help other people. For me, it was a no-brainer. I... I I love storytelling and Jenna's journey has a magical quality. She was not even 21 years old when she died. But before she, but, but what she did before that is is really extraordinary. I mean raising awareness of PH, getting millions of South Africans to re- sign up as organ donors in the Get Me to 21 campaign. And a campaign that had a huge impact. I mean, I don't think the South African Organ Donor Foundation has seen the like before of that sort of impact on, on signups. And for, it became a passion project for Gabby, for Mary Berry, an extraordinary editor and a great friend of Gabby's, who also, funny enough, lived next door to her. And Mary's husband, Steve, um, had filmed pivotal moments of Jenna's campaign. And uh, myself, we all got involved in in telling the story when we can, in you know, editing, interviewing, interviewing her friends that were at the stage living all over the world, her family, people who had been instrumental in the Get Me to Twenty One campaign, doctors who were from here and abroad, all all contributed in te- weaving the story of. Um, of Jenna. And I, it's so strange. I, 
this is not, it, it, it's a very sad story, but it's not a slit your wrist type of story. It's, it's very funny in parts. It's, it's very, it's, it's also about overcoming grief and trauma. Something post COVID is very relevant. And it's also very positive because of what happened after Jenna. Um, Gabby and her family who have carried on that work, they haven't, I mean, they've made Jenna's legacy carry on. I, it's been 2015, it's been about, um, eight or nine years and a lot has changed in the landscape of PH, mainly due to the Jenna Lowe Trust and Gabby and her sort of push to bring awareness and access to medication for this um, disease right to the fore. And I think and what made it really special and made it work, that we all, all of us, Gabby, Mary, we all felt that Jenna was at the helm of this project. She was just up there. You know, we would have a sign or something. It's very strange, but we all felt that. And, um, and that's, it's really Jenna's story. And I think that's a lot of what I can tell you. You know, I've, um, I've recently been involved in, in, you know, I worked a lot with the late Derek Watts and something he interviewed somebody called WB Mitchell, who. So Get Me to 21 became a passion project for Gabby. For Mary Berry, an extraordinary editor, and myself. Mary actually lived next door to Gabby, and her husband Steve had filmed pivotal moments of Jenny, Jenna's campaign. So between us all, we made an impassioned team. We interviewed her friends who were living all over the world. So some we were doing by Zoom, some we'd, I'd come down to Cape Town and do the interviews, and all somewhere in Johannesburg. We interviewed family, people who had been instrumental to the Get Me to 21 campaign, doctors here from abroad, and all these different strands wove Jenna's story. For me, strangely enough, this is not a slit your wrist story, and I don't think I would have, would have really wanted to be involved if it had been. It's sad, but it's also funny, and it's about overcoming grief and trauma. That's something post-COVID is very relevant. There's a, a positivity that goes through it. It's about going through the dark, really, and coming into a new light. And if you look at, and, and this is a lot about Gabby and her daughter and Stu, Stu, her husband. Since Jenna's death, Gabby and her family have carried on that work. It's been eight years now, and there's so much that has changed in the landscape of PH. Do you mainly to the Genelo Trust and Gabby's persistent push to bring awareness, to bring, to bring about access to medication all to the fore. And just really lastly, I think what made it special for all of us is that somehow we always felt that Jenna was at the helm of this project. She was in a weird way guiding us. Jenna was an exceptionally strong individual who had a profound impact. It wasn't really about what happened to her, but what she did that counts. Just to mention another remarkable human being, Derek Watts. I worked with him for over 30 years as a director, producer, and we traveled the world. We filmed on aircraft carriers in war zones. We went to Everest, Israel, Gaza. 
and I had the privilege of producing his tribute on Carte Blanche. And something that struck me and has stayed with me is a really early interview he did with an American, W. Mitchell. W. Mitchell lost his hands, had lost his hands and legs. His face was incredibly disfigured. Yet he still stood for Congress of the United States. And Mitchell said to Derek, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do that counts. And this had a profound impact on Derek. And I think he lived his life like that. When Kirsty, his daughter, got cancer, he remained positive and Kirsty survived. And together they created the Kirsty Watts Foundation. So Derek, even when, even when Derek was suffering from lung cancer, he also continued working and impacting other lives. And I think it's something Jenna had, the ability to do, despite being in the end confined to her bed. She made a difference. So today I'll be at Derek's memorial service, and it's, some, it's these things I'll be remembering.